Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Sherry S. Hill of SageInternational.com. SageIMPL.com. She is the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, a leading provider of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, a company that for over two decades has played a huge part in supporting the economic engine driving this country, small business, the backbone of America. Sherry, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Seth, for reaching out. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Northern California, wine country, so north of San Francisco, up in Petaluma, Santa Rosa, and spent probably a good 30 years there until I moved to Reno, Nevada. And what did your parents do? My father was a top sales. He sold for Ford for many years, so he was always in sales. Also very entrepreneurial. We owned bicycle shops or used car dealerships or a gas station, so he was very entrepreneurial. My mother was in the mortgage business for over 40 years, and she owned a mortgage company. So, you know, I grew up in the world of work. And how did you get started? I actually started uh, my first life. I was an escrow officer for 10 years in Northern California because of my mother, of course. So I bounced between mortgage and escrow. And then I had a uh, still the entrepreneurial bug, so started a handmade chocolate manufacturing company, which was awesome, but learned some tough lessons in that experience. And when I finally moved to Reno, it was just by chance not really had a plan or a path, and out of that evolved Sage International, which I've been now, I just celebrated 23 years in business. Congratulations. How did you. You, talk, you, you, it, the longer version should probably fill a book if it hasn't, 
you sort of glossed yes. over the out of that evolved state international. So take me through a little bit of that. Okay. Well, we, you know, Nevada famous for no taxes. And so people from all over the world were coming to form entities in the state of Nevada, happened to merge with a company. So my dad and I uh, came here together to Reno because we were working together. He was securities licensed, insurance licensed, all that. Landed here because we were merging with another organization that formed Nevada corporations. LLCs didn't really exist at the time. Through that process, we merged. That relationship lasted one year, and then we stepped out and formed Sage International. So really, it was about Nevada corporations. During that time, my dad would go speak at big events, and he happened onto a guy named Robert Kiyosaki, who was not told any of this information from his advisors, whether CPAs or lawyers, that, you know, this whole world of asset protection existed. So Robert became our client. We got him all structured. This is before he wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I can remember him sitting here and saying, you know, my gosh, what you have done for me, you removed that big target off my back. I'm going to put you in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So from that became obviously a huge bestseller. It was a new thought revolution, and that totally catapulted our business. I realized that I couldn't put everybody in a Nevada corporation, and so way back then stepped out and said, we're going to form in all 50 states. That's why my clients come from all over the world. That is absolutely incredible. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten would be to stay focused, meaning that, you know, I have a a path for this company, and many of us, as you know, in business, we're approached by a lot of shiny objects, a lot of opportunity, and so once I really learned that, you know, best use of my time how to really focus on three, no more than three goals a year, then when all that other stuff shows up, you can back burner it or go, you know what, doesn't fit in the plan for this year. And it is through really limiting to three goals per year, focus, attention, resources, and energy are on those goals. And I'm not talking about, you know, let's clean out a filing cabinet kind of goal. I'm talking about, How do we move the needle on the business? And it has made life so much easier because you don't get confused, you don't get sidetracked, and you don't waste time, energy, and resources chasing those rabbit trails. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. What do you like best about your business? The people in that I get to talk to folks from, like I said, all over the world, but mainly all over the country. What are people thinking of? How, what do they want to do to start these businesses? It's fascinating. I love it. And I'm absolutely passionate about being that education provider. So it's great to start a business, but if you don't know how to stay in business, then, you know, you're in failure before you begin. So that's why I've spent many, many years really in the teaching world. I taught through the university business planning classes. I teach advanced 
planning classes for people who are in business. And then I do a lot also to engage, you know, through radio and and my um, speaking and so on. So I really get out there and, and help people understand that there's a lot to starting a business. But if you can accelerate your learning curve by not making a whole bunch of mistakes that I have made or Seth, I'm sure you have made in your path and journey, then, you know, we, we eliminate a lot of the unknown and fear or just mistakes that don't have to be made. Very true, very true. A lot of times as business owners, we live in what I call, uh, you know, entrepreneurial, we have entrepreneurial mood swings. You know, when everything's going well, we feel on top of the world, but then there are days when things aren't, everything seems to come to a head and, you know, you don't even want to get out of bed in the morning and you want to chuck it all and get a real job, so to speak. What has been your lowest entrepreneurial moment, and how did you bounce back from it? I would say one of my lowest moments was I was out at a huge conference in Dallas, Texas, gone for a week. You know, you leave, and everything's wonderful. And then I get a phone call from my bookkeeper who basically says, uh, we're not going to make payroll on Wednesday. I'm like, I left on Monday. You knew payroll was on Wednesday. Anyway, it, it became this huge, dramatic, dramatic event where she was out there telling everybody, you're not going to get paid. You might as well pack your stuff. Oh so my literally, God. my entire business was was walking out the door. I knew that when I got back on the following Monday, you know, was I going to have a company? Was I going to have any employees? Fortunately, I had brought in a gal named Marianne who was like a rock, and she pretty much said, calm down. You know, I've talked to several of the people, and, you know, just finish out your conference, and we'll see you on Monday. When I got back on Monday, I fired seven people. I mean, boom, boom, boom. It's like you don't believe in what you're doing. You don't believe in what we're doing. You obviously don't believe in me. You can't be here anymore. And what a tough, tough day to fire wow. seven people in one day and to go, do I have a business? And so a huge build from that to pull it all back together. But that was that was a low, low. I remember sitting in a stairwell, kind of in the dark, going, what am I going to come back to? I don't even know if my company exists on Monday. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. Let's go to the flip side. What's your highest entrepreneurial moment so far? Well, I would say just in what I get to do, the teaching is where my passion is. I just finished a 12-week course where it's kind of that advanced planning. I talk about the DNA of your business, so from a business planning, a marketing, and strategic planning perspective. When I'm in that element, in front of a classroom, and I, I don't, I'm not a, you know, I don't just vomit on people with information, right? It's really facilitating, helping them think differently, challenging their thought process, making them better decision makers. And when that 12 weeks ends and I see the light bulbs and the results and the implementation of ideas throughout, that's when I'm at my highest. Absolutely incredible. What I mean, you've come so far. What do you attribute your success to? I would say tenacity. 
a true belief in what we're doing serves so many people that if we weren't here, how many people would not benefit from everything that we're doing? Attitude number one. So when you hit those darkest times, what is it that you have to dig down to your toenails to go, I have faith in myself. I cannot believe the universe is telling me that this is all over. And through that faith and persistence and focus, you'd keep chugging along. And Seth, as you know, being an entrepreneur, we don't really have an alternative. Where am I going to go to work? Who's going to employ me? It's not an option. Very, very true. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice, let's see, let me think. I mean, I have had some fabulous mentors all along the way and great advice. You know, I think probably as I come back to the the value of your time and really understanding how to use it. So probably the best advice I gave myself is the day I turned 50. And when you hit 50, you all of a sudden you realize, wow, you know, I might only have 35 summers left or, you know, depending on how healthy you are. And so you really kind of shift priorities and start to prune out all the stuff that isn't fun or isn't productive and having that mindset from 50 on if you get it early that's even better but it really has helped me hone down and do the things that I want to do and don't waste my time on frivolous or non-productive or non-fun and so I gave myself that advice but trust me, I learned all that from so many people from how to value your time, high payoff activities, staying focused, only three goals, et cetera. That is great advice. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? The biggest challenge now is not being able to go as fast as I want, meaning that there's a lot to accomplish and you only have so much time and, you know, I'm still in the people business. So a lot of my time is interacting on the phone, talking to people, consulting. And it's just, if I, I'm, I'm actually a Gemini. If really, if I could be a twin, that would be awesome. But there is only one of me. All right. So I well, I can't, I can't yeah. tell you how to clone yourself. <laughs> it all that is constantly changing. Um, how, do, how do you stay on top of everything? How do you balance it all? How do you stay on the cutting edge? I stay on the cutting edge because I'm constantly talking to people every day. As I've put it, you know, I've answered a million questions, but I've also asked a million questions. And the fact that I get to interact with entrepreneurs and real estate investors and business owners all over the country, I can tell you what trends are are happening across our nation. I can tell you what people are thinking about. I can tell you from an economic standpoint what's working, what's not. Also being in Reno, Nevada, very involved in the entrepreneurial community here, we had to reinvent ourselves. Nevada was the hardest hit in the recession. 
northern Nevada was wiped out by California gaming. And so we have had to really surge and figure out what are we doing here? How do we build an entrepreneur ecosystem? And I've been on the front end founding several nonprofits in that realm. So we're, we're constantly talking and touching and understanding what's, what's happening. So that's how. Awesome. What, I know you're a voracious learner. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the biggest impact on your business? I think some of my favorites were Vital Friends by Tom Rath. Of course, you know, if you were to look at my office, I have a phenomenal library so it's hard to go, you know, which one. But ones that I found interesting that probably nobody's ever heard of. So Vital Friends by Tom Rath. I also in, I love the 22 um, Immutable Laws of Wellness. And that's over here somewhere. And then, of course, anything marketing. I, you know, love Dan Kennedy, Jay Abraham, all kinds of the uh, – Jack Rees and Al Trout, I mean, all their books. So I'm a voracious marketing uh, person. In fact, I spun off a whole new division of my company, which is a full-service creative advertising marketing agency because marketing is my favorite subject. If you can't have fun in business through marketing, then you might as well just hang it up because the personnel side, the financial side, those are all the hard sides, the legal side but marketing is where we get to have all the fun. Absolutely. I would agree 100%. I, of course, am biased. Who is an ideal client for you? An ideal client, I have two. So one is the startup, the one that's thinking about starting their business. They're not really sure where to begin. You know, the, the easy answer is I'll go to LegalZoom and file my own paperwork, but what you don't get is me. And so people who really want some good instruction, good help, good support, and good service to make sure that we put the right foundation under their dream and then all the back-end education and support we offer. So that's client one. The other, I tend to work with some higher net worth individuals who perhaps have a lot of entities, they feel like they're paying a whole bunch in taxes, they're not getting good advice from their advice, kind of like Robert Kiyosaki. You know, you've got all these people, but nobody's helping. And so I do a, what I call a sage facilitator where we really drill down, figure out your strategy, what's working, what's not, what's missing, and all those things. And we do a lot of cleanup, and they have huge peace of mind because finally someone's looking at it from liability protection, tax, uh, reducing tax, and also the estate planning. So I look at the whole strategy, your wealth strategy. And what would be, where is the first place you want them to go to get in touch with you if we've got folks who are listening who are resonating with what you're saying who want to learn more? They can either call 1-800-254-5779. Best thing, get on my calendar. I offer a free 30-minute consultation. Or they can go out to the website, sageintl.com, and that will also allow them to kind of see, you know, what we do and what I do. And But I always like to talk to someone first because until I know, 
what you're doing, where you're doing it, who else is involved, what state, all those things, and you know, it's this is not a one size fits all. All right. Anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? I just think that, you know, one of the you keep talking about lessons or good advice. And this is why you're doing a podcast and why I do radio and speak is because we need help. And being an entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to be on your own island. If you align with, associate with, resonate with people who have been there and done that, then why wouldn't you tap into their information and their knowledge and their support? And that's why you and I do what we do because we know that we can help people achieve success faster and smarter than ha- versus going through all those tough lessons that I guarantee they will go through because business is business. And sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's hard, and certainly it can be bizarre. Absolutely. Sherry, thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking with Sherry Hill of Sage International, sageintl.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next time. Sherry, thank you so much again for your very valuable time. Thank you, Seth. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.